just showing people that health doesn't have to be really complicated or really difficult or really time consuming or expensive like it really doesn't I have really worked um within my clinic to take a person as an individual I think that is so important to really get to know them their background and know know what could be potentially triggering or not triggering for them and I guess just being more aware hello and welcome to the natural healthcare network podcast My name is Deb McLeod, and I really appreciate your sitting in and listening in. Today, we have qualified nutritional therapist Harriet Eldridge of Rooted Living joining us. She's going to share her personal story. She's also going to talk through how she's grown her business, how she's grown as a practitioner, and the various enterprises that she's involved with and organizations that she's helping. It's a really interesting story. I hope you are inspired by her and the things that she has to share with us today. So, Harriet, thank you so much for joining me today. It is really, really nice to have you on my podcast. (laughs) It's really cool. So, we're here today to talk about your story. You were a nutritional therapist. You and I studied together at the College of Naturopathic Medicine. We're going to talk about your journey. So, kind of just get a story about what made you decide to become a nutritional therapist and how you've how that has progressed over time is that is that okay and in between we who knows what else we'll talk about does that sound okay sounds perfect okay all right off you go then tell us a little bit about your story so well growing up I was not particularly interested in health or nutrition or fitness (laughs) or anything um I was really yeah yeah um probably drank a little bit too much and yeah was just not interested in it. Um, But then at the age of 16, I was diagnosed with anorexia. um, And for a whole host of different reasons. um, And that really spiraled um, probably a 10 year journey um, of just really poor relationship with food, just disordered eating, and lots of health implications. I was um, an inpatient many times in different um, hospitals and mental health hospitals, starting with a child unit and then an adult unit. Um, and yeah, it was just an extremely, extremely difficult time. Um, and so after that, so when I was probably about 22, I decided to quite randomly um, move to California and I was offered a scholarship out there um, which was a three-year scholarship and it was essentially a um, it was a like a business leadership kind of like discover yourself school and it was actually one of my dad's friends who um, owned the school out there and he knew my journey and was like, why don't you come out here? Like it's a different way of life. You'll sort of get out of your environment. I was very much stuck and um, where I grew up, uh, everyone sort of knew my journey and I just sort of played into the identity, I guess. So um, <laughs> against all odds and the doctor's recommendations, I moved to California and that's really where 
my journey to health started because Cal- the way of living out in California is completely different. Like they have a emphasis on health and well-being and I just never really thought about that before like like Mm -hmm. I said when I was growing up I wasn't interested in health and nutrition then I was ill and it was very much about safe foods and not health at all and I just didn't I just didn't know the impact that food could have on your like body or your mental health um and so in my third year I interned with a food blogger and she was a scientist. And so she would just talk to me about um, the body and how amazing it was and like every little intricate thing that it would do and why we would need to like nourish it. And I was fascinated and I would just listen and soak up all this information. And then when I returned, I was like, I want to know more. Like, I really want to know more. And I think the reason why I chose the uh, CNM course is because there were lots of like online nutrition courses. Mm-hmm. I really liked the fact that it had the biomedicine the first year, like yeah. learning about the body, because I think without knowing the body, how can you know how nutrients or food works in the body? Yeah. Um, so I remember in the first year, like going to college every week being like, oh my goodness, the body is incredible. And it <laughs> It helped me so much in my personal journey because I was like, how how can I have been so horrible to this body that works so hard every day and have all these amazing mechanisms in them, Like, but they need fuel and they need nutrients and energy. So yeah, I just was fascinated and that's really like how, how I became where I am now. Gosh, that's exciting. I mean, that's a... I mean, and how old are you now? Not to not to belittle it, but you know, how old are you now? So I'm 28 now. Gosh, I mean, that's amazing to have come that far in that period of time. You know, it's made you a very yeah. wise soul, hasn't it? Really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm 28, going on about 60. But <laughs> well, you don't look it. Let's face it, you don't look it. You look fab. Because that's uh, what I think is really really interesting is how brave you were to take such a, a step to move to California on your own. I mean, you, you didn't know anyone. I mean, your father knew these people, but you didn't know anyone. So that's really brave, Harriet. Yeah, it was, it was a real, I kind of was sat on the plane being like, I'm not sure what I'm doing and like living with people in itself. Like I'd been so isolated and suddenly I was living with three girls I didn't know. But I think I just reached this point where I was like, my life, like I had been told by the hospital, like, you're so chronically ill, you'll never fully recover. And your life will be six months in hospital, six months at home. And they put together this lifelong plan of six month admissions, because they could offer me a program. So I was going to be an emergency every six months. And I remember listening to it being like, I am 20 years old, like, I, I can't do this. So I need to do something and it might sound extravagant, but I had nothing to lose at that point. So I thought, I'm just going to go. And I went and don't get me wrong. It was probably the hardest three years in my recovery because I was so out of my comfort zone. But like I said, I, I couldn't go on the way that I would have been living had I stayed here. So it was that point where I was like, 
I have to work at this recovery now. So did you have any support whilst you were there? Or was it just really you on your own trying to, to uh, pull yourself through this this recovery? So I did have counselling out there. Okay. Um, because I had had to discharge from the services here. And as one of the rules, I had to go and see the doctors out there and get bloods done regularly and get my weight checked. So I did have that kind of thing. Um and I did have counselling, but a lot of the time out there was discovering myself without the eating disorder. I made, I mean, I didn't look hugely well, so I'm sure people um, thought that there was something going on. But I did go out there and didn't tell anybody because all, for so long, my identity had been anorexia and like everyone at home had labelled me that. So you just play into it. So when I went out there, I made the decision like, I'm not going to tell anybody like I want them to know Harriet and Harriet only and that was so refreshing for me and it helped me to discover my likes and everything aside from it and it gave me a fresh start and like a clean slate I guess. That's wonderful I mean it's great that you've you've come through it and I mean I certainly didn't know that part of your journey I knew you'd been out to California when when we met at CNM I I think we met in year in the first year of Nutrition One. Yeah. So um, we both had been through Biomed. I must say, I thought my brain was being turned inside out with Biomed, you know, personally. Oh, I know. <laughs> but, and I had no science background, so I was a bit like, <laughs> I know. Biology <laughs> when, it, when in school, but, you know, really, when you get into the depths yeah. of it, it's very exciting. So I didn't know that but um, about you until you, you shared that with us as a group later on. But uh, I can see how just allowing yourself to be who you were without any sort of identity other than being Harriet must have felt in many ways quite refreshing, more than refreshing, yeah. but really refreshing. Yeah. And again, when I moved, so when I moved back from California, I moved back to live with my parents in Yorkshire and then I moved to Bristol. And again, I made the decision not to tell anybody about my history um and only now probably am I starting to tell people um only because it's been so many years on um and I again just didn't want people to label me that and even if they don't think that they would subconsciously they would have that in the back of their mind like oh is she and I just I just want to be known as me now and Harriet and especially now as a professional so yeah so if we talk about you now, Harriet, the professional, and how you, uh, it, the, the thing that I was always amazed with, if we jump back just a little bit to when you were studying at CNM, is, is that you worked full time as well, didn't you? Yeah. So you carried a full time job alongside studying to become a nutritional therapist, which is no mean feat in itself. Mm -hmm. um so you worked with yeah. sweaty betty is that right yeah so i moved to bristol and got a full-time job at sweaty betty and then carried on with nutrition um year one and two and that was really quite a challenging time as well um i did my first year of biomedicine at home back living with my parents okay. and i wasn't working then um, but I really decided that it was going to be best for me to move out of home and, um, yeah, just begin. Like, I think it was too safe there and I was, you know, it was all too familiar. So I moved and 
obviously I didn't have any money and so working was a crucial part and I guess my aims and goals for moving to Bristol was just to maintain my health like I'd been doing so well and health was really important so that along with working to pay my bills and studying so my life really was work study work study college um so it was a really really full-on period of time but I think it was um studying something that you're so passionate about and that you absolutely love doesn't necessarily feel like a chore like I would if I wasn't studying for it I'd probably be reading the books and learning it anyway exactly yeah yeah I know what you mean I know what you mean completely passionate about it and interested in it yeah I I get that totally get that because we you know we have umpteen million books before we go on the course and then you really delve into the 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 dark side I say really uh the the proper research and science behind it all which is that much more dense so you 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 qualified you've got to practice are you what is that like for you um what do you specialize in anything in particular or working with anyone in particular? Um, so I don't particularly specialize. I feel quite lucky. So I worked um, at Sweaty Betty for two years whilst I was studying. And that was an amazing, amazing environment um, and really helped me a lot in my own personal life. But also a lot of the women and the customers that shop there are all interested in health and fitness it is a premium brand so the price point is high so a lot of the customers would be coming in and they would know my journey and we chat and they'd be like well wait we can't wait for you to finish and qualify because we can't wait to come see you so I already had built quite a good client base while studying and um, so once I qualified I a lot of those customers then came to see me which was amazing and I'd already built up like a relationship with them um and because I um had been a part of Sweaty Betty and like quite a huge like role in it um I was able to see clients from the studio there so I had a place to see clients which was amazing um so a lot of the clients that I do see are um come to see me for either weight loss or hormonal imbalances um menopause sort of that age point um which has been amazing and I really really enjoy it um and that makes it sound like it's all worked out perfectly and I suddenly just jumped in with loads of clients which is definitely not the case um because something that CNM doesn't teach you is how to build a business which is extremely difficult when um leave and you have the nutrition knowledge but applying that into clinical environments and working with people and I think one of the things that I found the hardest is is navigating like follow-ups or packages or long-term plans because I'm not sure if you felt like this but at college you would do the initial and you do a follow-up but you were never really shown how to have a client ongoing yeah Um, and so yeah that's been something um that I've had to navigate from there and know how to work with clients long longer term because a lot of my clients do want to work long term they have the money and they love the accountability and the and the ability to just come and see you week by week but I was like oh I'm not really sure what to do or where to go because I only know how to 
see you for a one-off and a follow-up. And let's face it, a lot of them just need that support, don't they? Because you can't really help someone with hormonal balance in two sessions or weight loss. It's just not going to happen, is it, really? And I was finding, um, so I would do like one-off consultations and I would give them everything, everything that they would need. They would go off, um, probably be extremely overwhelmed and probably not look at that again and then I felt really dissatisfied because I want the kind of person I'm quite relational so I'd be like I want to know how they're doing like how are they and you know check in with them and and that wasn't how it is so I actually only offer packages now um, and that's been amazing for um, me and my clients and I just I really enjoy it as well yeah it's so rare that you're going to have someone who's just fine in one session because most people who come to see us are are facing very difficult health issues aren't they so and again hormonal imbalance is just and can be a real challenge for anyone um so it does take time that's really interesting so are you still working with sweaty betty yeah so i'm i'm on furlough at the moment well yes of Um, course yeah, but yeah, I'm very much still with Sweaty Betty, and I don't think I will probably ever leave because I adore it so much. Um, but I now I now only do three days a week there, um, so yeah, it's very smart that you were able to work with a company like them because it sounds like they were very supportive of your journey as well and helping you. Although they wanted you to work, but they were really supportive in in. I guess maybe offering you the environment for you to grow your business as a nutritional therapist. But you've done a lot of other things with them as well, haven't you, as far as recipe development or some uh, webinars or seminars, haven't you? Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. So like you said, Sweaty Betty are super supportive and each store pretty much much has free reign of what they do, event-based and because I really enjoy community and um, I love speaking to people, I sort of took on the role of organising all events and marketing and classes um, within Bristol Sweaty Um So I started doing um, weekly classes where I would bring in instructors or different things and we started something called Wellness Wednesday. So every Wednesday um, of one one Wednesday of every month we would bring in somebody from the health or fitness profession so we'd have a sleep expert or a nutritionist or different people to talk about wellness and that was really fun for me and I did panelists um and so yeah I got to use I guess Sweaty Betty's platform um to create more of a wellness hub and yeah, it's just been amazing. And they were so supportive of me. So I hosted quite a lot of the Wellness Wednesdays. I was also able to put like um, recipe cards in the bags of every shopper, cool. um, have like, cards up in the shop and promote myself because essentially Sweaty Betty want to be more than a shop and they want to be an experience and and wellness is part of the experience that they offer their customers. So in their eyes if a customer was coming in and getting more than just 
a pair of leggings, but they were getting nutrition advice or recipe cards, then that was boosting the whole image of Sweaty Betty anyway. So it worked really well. Um, and actually, recently, the retail manager of Sweaty Betty asked me to create a special recipe for Sweaty Betty customers, which was amazing. Wow. So that got sent out to all of their email um, thing. And so that was a really cool moment. And I never thought that when I started all those years ago that they would ask me. So that's really cool. That is fantastic. Is that something that we could share with others? Are you happy to be able to we put that like in the show notes that we can share with people if they want to yeah, get yeah. Uh, yeah. I could I don't know if it's a link to your website or a link to Sweaty Betty's website or something so people could see see that. I think that'd be great. It's exciting. Yeah, that's course. really exciting. I like that you've decided to, from someone who was feeling isolated and having done all that, to work in that environment where you're thinking, okay, I want to build a hub of people around me. I think that's so exciting. That's really exciting. Very clever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and I think you're right. Like, um, probably spending so many years isolated that now having a community and knowing the importance of that and even like finding like-minded people that that you can bounce off each other so like even being at college and getting to interact with so many people that were passionate about the same thing and then being in the shop and surrounded by people that love the same kind of thing it's been amazing and it's helped me I guess to find a community for myself living here as well yeah, and it seems like it sounds like you really have. You've done such a nice job at that. Your mom and dad must be so thrilled and proud of you as well. They must really be. It's... I think we're all a bit shocked, to be honest. <laughs> that doesn't matter. That's beside yeah. the point. That's beside the point. Yeah, Who cares about that bit? And um, and it's great that they are. You can dumbfound everyone with your brilliance. So. So yeah. have you, so you're working with clients and you're doing other things too, aren't you? You've got, you're quite, um, you're, and it doesn't surprise me because you're wanting to have these webinars and these events, although you, we can't do it right now. There will be an after, after lockdown period in our lives, which is exciting to think about. Yeah. We get back into seeing other people on a more, uh, it's not it's, we're face to face right now because we can see each other but personal yeah. you know, in person basis so yeah. you've, you've been doing some other things with other companies haven't you so if we talk about that and then we're gonna then we'll jump back we'll jump around is that all right with you you okay with that yeah 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 absolutely yeah so I um I, in Bristol, I have been asked to do a few different things. So one of the things is a premium gym called F45. And they are a London-based gym, but it's a franchise. So there is one in Bristol now. And they are more than a gym. It's a whole wellness hub as well. Um, and they do sort of challenges and things like that. So they have asked me to be their nutritionist. So that's essentially supporting the clients um, in any nutrition based questions that they have. The personal trainers um, that work there have only had such a small amount of nutrition. So that's really cool that um, they are able to talk to me and I, you know, I can give generalized advice, but if they do want a more personalized one, then they can um, come and see me which has been a really good, it's helped me to learn as well. Um, and that, so that's been an amazing thing. And also doing some 
nutrition like talks. So last year, the BBC in Bristol asked me to go and do a nutrition talk based on mental health, which was really exciting just for their employees. Wow. Um, so that was really cool. And a couple of other businesses that are looking to support their, um, I think everyone is realizing the importance of nutrition now yeah. for like concentration and actually for like benefiting their work. So some businesses have asked me to come in and just do um, some, you know, short nutrition talks on how to eat well when you're busy or how to have foods for brain health, that kind of thing. So that's been exciting, being able to get my name out there a little bit more and also push myself and stretch myself in areas. <laughs> yes. I tell you what, it's one thing. It's, it's uh, <laughs> learning how to feel awkward. Boy. Yeah. <laughs> that's so um so that's really exciting so are you working with with corporates then as well um yeah so that's um sort of slow but I'm I'm sort of approaching corporate businesses for their mental um awareness weeks mm -hmm. because that is when they have the ability to bring people in and also some of the schools in Bristol as well have approached me just doing some education for their children in their um I can't remember what the subject is but they basically have a space open for health so that's really cool um but then also um I have started working with um Nutcessity so it is a company owned by Mike and he lives in Bristol and he um I'm sure he would say say his story but he is um basically allergic to peanuts so wanted an alternative and set up his own nut butter business, which has done absolutely amazing. Well done, they yeah. are supplied all over Bristol, but actually now Southwest London, a lot of different places. And his ingredients are so lovely. Um, and he approached me and said a lot of his customers will ask why he used certain nuts or seeds and the nutritional benefits of that. So he has asked me to be nutritionist um in which case anyone that has any questions can be um directed to me and i am linked on his website so people can go to my website so that's been a really cool sort of collaboration and i will do recipes for him for his blog and um yeah lots of my flyers go out in his orders so that's been really really fun and I just love his product so it's easy for me to tell everybody about it because I'm so passionate and I eat it all the time <laughs> and I really believe in it so um that's been really fun and then most recently so Mike at Nutcessity started working with a very big business called Raw Press right which is a it's a, it's a cafe and shop in London, but they have an online shop and they supply all their juices and smoothies to Whole Foods and Planet Organic. And they're such a lovely brand. Like I've had a lot of their uh, snacks and juices before. Um, but Mike started supplying to them and they have asked him to like write blog posts. So he just basically referred them to me. <laughs> and now I'm doing like I'm writing a blog post for them once a month. Wow. And they last week was really exciting because they asked me to do a live cooking class on their Instagram, oh, yeah. which has lots of followers. And I've never done a live cooking class. So I was like terrified. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I did it last week and it was so much fun. Like I really enjoyed it. So I'm doing it tomorrow. Oh, what did you make? Tell me what you made. So last week I made sweet potato gnocchi Ooh. and pumpkin pizza, which was so nice. And I, I think that's probably one of my most made recipes. Like people will tag me in it all the time because it is so simple. And I think for my first time, I wanted something that didn't require a lot of time. So I was like, oh. <laughs> and then they just asked me to do tomorrow night. So I'm going to make edamame fritters and roasted squash with a cashew mayonnaise, I think. Wow. I know, it sounds a bit extra, doesn't that's, it? That's great. <laughs> I, I have to say your recipes are really fantastic. It's uh, They're always, well, your photography is brilliant. Anyway, you make everything look pretty. And we know I love pretty, you know. It's so not so simple. <laughs> so shallow. So I... I have not got a good eye for things. And when I first started, I was like, I want it to look like this, but it doesn't. It looks like this. So I spent actually Sarah from college. She came and did a food photography thing with me and just gave me little tips, which was so helpful. So I think now I've gotten to the swing of what my look is and the vibe that I'm going for. Yes, it's true. It's true. I mean, you can make light of that, but you also make really good recipes. You're, you know, they're, they're nourishing, they're helpful and they're easy. And I guess part of that is you understand the pressures of making a, a healthy meal and quickly. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing, like there would be no point me, um, creating recipes that are really complicated and me recommending those to my clients when I wouldn't have the time to make those. And I'm all about just showing people that health doesn't have to be really complicated or really difficult or really time consuming or expensive. Like it really doesn't. And so I try to do that through my recipes, um, using simple ingredients that most people can get hold of I mean I don't know about anybody else but I just feel like there's nothing worse than opening a recipe book and looking at like 20 ingredients and I'm like I've never even heard of those things before and I just close the book because I'm just like I'm not there so when there's four or five ingredients of things I've already got I'm like yep I'll make you so yeah I totally yeah. understand I got I have a really lovely recipe book I was looking at the other day and I thought oh this looks so great there were so many things I just thought, well, it's not going to happen. You know, I don't have time. Yeah. It's not going to happen. And I know there's something yeah. healthy, but it's just not yeah. happening. So it's not accessible to a lot of people. Like those, I think sometimes um, people can be think, can get caught up with ingredients that they think is really normal to a lot of people. And people are like, we've never even heard of that. So like, I love using like oats or sweet potato or chickpeas because everyone's heard of those. They're not expensive and yeah, they're easy to yeah, use. That's the other thing is busting the myth busting that healthy food is expensive because all of those things are really yeah. inexpensive and just full of nutrients and fiber and all of those things. Yeah. So I'm so excited for you listening to all these amazing, amazing things you're doing. I knew you were amazing anyway, but you are amazing thinking <laughs> all this. So, how did uh, it's true how did um how did these first of all so if i jump back how did mike find you did he find you through sweaty betty did he find you through your instagram how did he find you do you know it's a good question i think in bristol there's quite a 
good community of people and I'm very much in the health and fitness um, world in Bristol. So I think I've seen Mike's Nut Butters in the health food stores here um, and tried them and really liked them. Oh, and I, so I was organizing an event for Sweaty Betty and it was, um, and one of my favorite things to do is when we're having an event is to um, put together goodie bags of my favorite products. And I remember just reaching out to Mike and saying like, we have got 30 people um, in the health and fitness industry coming along to this event. It would be amazing for you to, for us to like sample your nut butters to people. And obviously it's great exposure for him because people then bought his nut butters that night. And I, I just love boosting other businesses. I'm all about working and supporting other businesses. So that's where Sweaty Betty works really well because it's got such a good name and it really gets a lot of people into the door. So like for Mike, working with Sweaty Betty was an amazing opportunity and, um, you know, there's things now further down the line that he might be able to do with wow. them. So I think, yeah, from Sweaty Betty, I reached out to him and then we, I think he asked if he could do a competition on his Instagram with a Sweaty Betty voucher. And like now we just work and then, yeah. That's nice. Just built a good connection and network. That's really nice. That's lucky. Lucky for them, lucky for him. So it's all, and for you. So it's all yeah. a win-win. So that makes sense. And with Raw Press, how exciting. So you've kind of, it sounds like to me, with regards to your, your business, it that bit was really an organic growth it just na- happened naturally is that right yeah and, and I think that's really interesting that things have just it, it and it's not that they've fallen at your feet but they have kind of fallen at your feet through hard work and effort totally. yeah yeah so did you get to a point and I, it sounds like you've been doing this a long time but um <laughs> have you yeah, I, I'm sure it does did, are, were, did you get to a point where you thought, okay, so I've got all of these things going on. What does this mean? Where am I going? Or did you have a direction of, on how you wanted to take your path along the way as a nutritional therapist and business owner? Did you have an idea in mind or did you have someone helping you? Um, so I think you're right in like things sort of organically happened but then I started to come up with like challenges and like I was saying earlier not necessarily knowing how to maintain clients or um, even things like it's quite daunting when you first qualify and you're a bit like oh I'm this person's like giving me all of their trust and it can be quite overwhelming and I think partly I struggled with like imposter syndrome and being a bit like am I okay to do this? I feel really overwhelmed. And so I actually weighed up and felt it was really important for me to have a business mentor. Cool. And I actually stumbled across um, this incredible lady who um, I found by accident just looking on a website um, for some support about functional testing. And we ended up having like a half an hour chat on the phone and she was a CNM graduate that has been doing this for probably about 10 years now. Um, So she was full of knowledge and I just loved her approach. I think one of the things that I had struggled with is um, nutritional therapy is quite broad. And so I was like, I don't know whether I want to go down full evidence-based or holistic or you know, some people give really extreme 
um, recommendations and advice. And I was a bit like, oh, I don't really know where I lay in the nutrition world. Um, so it's quite difficult. But I really loved the way Karen um, had her approach, the way she ran her clinic, the way she did her programs. So I was like, yep, I want to learn from her. So I just started doing like monthly uh, mentor sessions where she would just go through case studies with like from her clients, which I just find such a useful way to learn. Mm-hmm. And we'd go through the way like she would ask me questions of how I how I would have done it and then what she did and, and talk me through. It. And it was just amazing. So this was probably, oh, maybe like a year ago right. and that I found her. Her name's her name is Karen Ward, is that right? Karen Ward. Yeah. Yep. So she's a nutritional therapist in Birmingham. She's also a functional medicine practitioner and works quite closely with Genova Diagnostics. Um, so yeah, she's been amazing. And, and it's just been really helpful for me every time I've had a client or not quite sure knowing what to do, to be able to call her and have just somebody for me to be like, hey, does this sound like I'm on the right track? Do you think I've missed anything? Um and yeah, it's just been amazing. And actually, most recently, she's really been helping me because she's got a corporate background. Right. She's been helping me with marketing, how to get clients, um, building a website. And just, I think it's so hard, like, you know, building a program or knowing how to do a website, all of these things. It's just quite a lot to, to navigate. And you're like, I don't know how to do this. So she's been so helpful for me. Um, really, really helpful. It's quite, it can be, it, well, it is daunting, isn't it? Going out there and trying to decide what what line you're going to take, first of all, how you're going, what approach you're going to take with your clients. Are you going to work with a specific type of client? And then how are you going to grow your business? And And we are... We're left. Yeah. I, it's, what is great about the training is that we had the clinic work, we had the theory, and we had practical, but we didn't have any of the business aspect. So, really, having guidance is so yeah, it's really important. Isn't it? And one of one of the things that Karen got me to do is to write down like who is my client, what are they thinking, what do they need from me, what kind of words and sentences are they saying how can I help them how can the content that I put on my website be beneficial to my client and it was really helpful like a really helpful exercise for me to be like actually who is it because we can't specialize in everything we can't you know help everybody so to pinpoint it down and know who your client is so that you can best support them was really helpful for me yeah yeah, that's I'm um, yes, absolutely. I mean that's good that she's really pressed you or pushed you to to work that out. Cuz now you know yeah. who you're talking to when you write anything, don't you really, as you say. Yeah. That's good. So, I mean it's quite interesting that you've got guidance from her, but you've you've gone to see nutritional therapists as well, haven't you? Um yeah, so I've seen about 3 I, th- I think I've seen four nutritional therapists. Right. So I saw one um, quite a while ago, um, probably about five, six years ago when I was back home and not in a particularly good place with my health. Um, I have, but and that was actually before I was studying nutritional therapy. Um, but whilst studying, I have seen quite a few. And this has been interesting in different ways um, because seeing their approach and how they handled 
situations and things like that actually really helped me to realize what I do and what I don't like in my own clinic and um yeah has been really really helpful in because I know firsthand what how I felt in those situations and I would never probably want my clients to feel the same way um so it's helped me to direct my clinic yeah yeah it's really interesting isn't it people's approaches are so varied and I think there's also I mean some approaches I think are inappropriate um as you have unfortunately had those experiences but others it's just a different style isn't it so it's finding your own your own voice again as it were yeah and I think also one of the things that I really struggled with having seen having seen nutritional therapists um, that don't have the best approach is just how um, unsafe it can be. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, when you qualify, nobody's necessarily watching what you do or the advice that you're giving, and it can be detrimental to people. And that is one thing that I would never want for a client is to give them something and then send them on their way and for them to feel very much alone or confused or, or not really having anyone to talk to about the plan. Um, yeah, so I do worry. I do worry about what people are recommending and the advice that they're giving within their own private clinics. Um but yeah I agree so do you mind if we just follow on that just a little bit um yeah because this I think this will tie back in nicely to what what you do now and you know just from your own story so you were given some I, I think some just potentially really unsafe advice how did you get yourself through that what did you do um so I had to um talk to a lot of different people I guess just to give context to it I and we learned this at college that anybody with a history of an eating disorder there are sort of ways that you go about that and you have to be very mindful of their past and their mind and things like that so when I went and saw someone who gave me a very very restrictive plan that was quite triggering because I questioned everything that I had worked really hard for um And that was a really like sort of moment where I was like, oh, I'm not sure whether I do this plan and put that to the detriment of my mind and let that potentially spiral thoughts of like those good and bad foods again, because that that is very much something that could happen. You know, I would say I'm very much like um, far into my recovery but you should never be complacent to be like oh it's completely gone you know it's still a working thing and you've still got a mind so I have really worked um, within my clinic to take a person as an individual I think that is so important to really get to know them their background and know know what could be potentially triggering or not triggering for them and I guess just being more aware and so for me in that situation I really had to open up to some of the closest people um one of which it was Claire from college because she was a really great person because she had the nutrition background but also knew me really well 
And I remember ringing her and just saying like, look, I've been given this plan. I don't think it's right for me. What do you think? And she was like, this is not right for you. And that was really helpful for me because had that been my mum or someone in my family, I'd be like, but you don't know the nutrition side of it. Like this might be right. Um, so yeah. And I just really had to let that plan go and think that was, that might, that plan might have been really good for somebody who didn't have my history and who wasn't my place. But for me, that's not okay. Um, and I've worked, I have worked with a client who had disordered eating. Um, and I think they were very much scared to come and see me in case I offered them a plan that was very restrictive because again, they'd worked really hard. And one of the like the feedback that they gave me was like, you just so treated me like you knew me and you were really careful and you let me enjoy the foods that I still enjoy and you helped my relationship, which is what I want to do. Like, I think because I've got such a healthy relationship with food now and there are no like foods off limits. Um, but there are foods that are best to eat for like, you know, your health and stuff. So it's just a balance and learning how to work with different people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I think that might be the question. Yeah, no, 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 that's <laughs> absolutely right. And it's, it's, it's exactly the question because you've done, you know, you've created your own support group to substantiate if you're, you're uncertain about it. And I think it's um, important as practitioners to ensure that whoever we see has a good some form of support in place so um, i i guess that wasn't yeah. really checked with the the practitioner that you saw or practitioners because i know there were a couple but um it's i just think it's so important and you seem you you do that and make sure that your clients have their own support network in place so they can achieve the wellness that they need to achieve and it's so important because it's multifaceted isn't it it's not just about the food although we love food it's not just about the food is it really we know that yeah and it's and I think one of the biggest takeaways is that every nutritional therapist will have their own style their own way and it won't be for everybody and unfortunately I had to go through quite a few of ones that were like not me and you know some work more in a business focused way and it's in out and you are just another person and I just didn't feel known for the amount of money I was paying and I just wanted to feel known and a bit more personalized which is now the main focus within my clinic I want that client to feel like I fully know them I know their likes their dislikes their past because that's what I would want so in a way I'm glad that I went through those experiences because it's really helped to direct the way that I um, approach clients within my own clinic yeah I can see that Harriet I mean you you can tell everything that you do when I see online and all the things that you're working on it just sort of oozes that that you're trying to draw people in and and that makes perfect sense to me particularly with uh, the organizations that you're working with you want to have that whole sense of inclusive because you know your client and you know what your client's going to want so that's really exciting so what's um there are a couple of things what's going on with you Mm. is there stuff that you can talk about that's going on for the future that you can share 
Well, yeah, so I think at the moment, just moving on more, um, working with clients, like I said, I've put together packages because that's something that I would really like to focus on and building more of a community because I think ongoing support has been really invaluable to the clients that I've seen. So doing more things like um, Facebook groups and like more community-based things so that they can support each other. Um, so that's something that I really want to focus on. I've just taught myself how to make an ebook, wow. which is, this has been some of the stuff during lockdown. So I've been watching lots of videos. So I've just done my first ebook, which is a breakfast ebook, which I will be giving out free. Um, so that's really exciting. And then hopefully start making some more ebooks. And my next sort of project is to do a online program. So something that people that may not have the time or um, the investment to do one-to-ones could purchase like a um, online course or an online sort of package, which just gives them like the foundations. Um, so I'm sort of putting together that kind of thing. There's lots of things that I'm excited about doing. I'm excited about doing more events um, once we're allowed out again um and um because I really love doing that I really do love talking and um doing events so more things like that Mm -hmm. that's really exciting Mm -hmm. and and um I like you I'd love to hear more about the ebook and how you did that but we can talk about that after after we finish because it's actually quite easy, Deb. Is it? Oh, thanks. Okay. Yeah. Oh, cool. So you'll have to. I'll get you. I mean, you're doing a podcast, so that's pretty advanced. <laughs> I wouldn't have. I would not even know how to start doing yeah. that. Well, you say that. I mean, it's one of those things. You tuck your head into it, and you just get on with it. So, what haven't I asked you? What should I ask you that I haven't? This has been fun. I've enjoyed it. Mm, I think the only thing that I was thinking about is what do I want the person what do I want the person to take away? Yeah. Um, and I guess I, I guess I want people to just be encouraged by my, um, my journey, like, and how things can work out. And if they're sort of questioning whether, I think I went through this critical stage of being like, I don't know if I can do this. I feel overwhelmed, like it's really difficult um, to to navigate it. And I think putting things in place, like finding a mentor, building confidence in yourself, just learning, taking off the pressure, giving yourself just the ability to learn, like we're not going to get it all right straight away. Like you will have to, you know, I cringe. I I don't, I haven't been doing this a huge amount of time, but I do cringe at my first consultation (laughs) and like how nervous I was. But you have to get through those. I cringe at my first event, my first talk, and I was so nervous. But I think people see you and they invest in you. And my heart is to help people. So um, that, hopefully comes across and you know if you struggle then that's fine um so yeah I kind of just want to encourage people that um if they are passionate about this like it might not go exactly to plan it might go a little bit off direction but um you'll find your way and 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 discover what areas you like and what you don't like and things like that amazing 
amazing words. Fantastic. <laughs> really inspiring. <laughs> no, it's really good. No, it's really good. And it's so true. It doesn't matter where you are in your life and any phase stage, what you're trying to do. I think just having that courage to feel awkward. I mean, I totally yeah. get it. Every time I, I think I said this to you, I think I probably said this to you every time I press upload, you know, I say go on the podcast. <laughs> I kind of go, uh. <laughs> and it's not even about me. It's just, you know, it's so funny because uh, I just think, oh, is this okay? But, and I do that when I send a, a, when I send a client form as well, I think, oh my gosh, you know, it's, uh, it's, yeah. it's, it's those things that you want to get it right. And I think that it's that element of if it's the right thing in your heart, then you have to get on with it. And you certainly are. Yeah. It's very inspiring, Harriet. I really have enjoyed talking to you. And I think that there are so many wonderful things you're doing and whatever I can do to help. But I guess I should say we are going to do a few, we're going to co-host a few podcasts together, which I'm looking forward to get some yeah. people on that we can talk to about what's going on with them and how they work with you and what they're wanting to do. I think that would be really fun. That'd be exciting. Yeah. And I just want to say thank you so much because you sitting behind me every single Tuesday in college with all your nice little snacks and your little comments behind me. And I probably was, you know, the one to jump out of college the quickest. Yeah. But seeing you... You were like ants in your pants. Seeing you every Tuesday, <laughs> seeing you every Tuesday did make it a lot better. And I am... Aww. I do really love our group. It was such a nice like period of time and I did I think what I was saying earlier like I came in and I didn't tell you guys about my history until really at the very end of the second year did I um but that was amazing for me because I felt so accepted and loved by all of you and I think the amazing thing is is almost everybody within our nutrition group has a story has a health or something that's like triggered them to study nutritional therapy and whatever it is doesn't determine them um and you know nutritional therapies are still like nutritional therapists still have health like issues like we're not perfect like we don't have everything together and I think just knowing that and like um yeah realizing that everybody has started somewhere and yeah been amazing yeah i enjoyed our group so much i know they're lovely they're lovely we're lucky that we're we have each other it's a really great support group so well if that's um if that's all for now then we've been really efficient that's good you're you're you've Aww. been amazing Thanks so much for having me oh you're welcome thank you so much it's been great anytime and hopefully we'll be back with a few other people oh yeah definitely definitely well, folks, that's all for today. I hope you enjoyed all the information that Harriet shared with us. It's really inspiring to hear all these different stories. I find it really fascinating how people take something and make it their own. And Harriet has certainly done that. She's doing a lot of exciting things and doing some great work with people in her practice as a nutritional therapist. So there are a couple of things I'd like to ask you to do. As always, I'd like to ask you to give me a review. If 
you haven't already, and I'd like you to follow my podcast. That always helps. And don't forget, these podcasts are here for you. They're here to support, collaborate, communicate, educate, and inspire one another. And I hope you feel like I'm hitting the mark there, but the only way I'll know that is if you let me know. So in addition to all the information that Harriet and I discussed, I'll provide links on the show notes and also a link to my email so you can send me any feedback. There's another thing I'd like to remind you of, and that is to put a date in your diary. Don't forget on Saturday, 19th September in Bristol at Engineer's House, Anita Beardsley of Love Nutrition and I are organizing an event, The Multifaceted Effect of Gut Health. We're going to go from science to clinical practice. Our event aims to bring together a range of healthcare practitioners to share innovative ways to support clients with a particular focus on gut health and its many manifestations. We are delighted to have Dr. Alan Desmond, Dr. Elizabeth Phillips, author Tanya Borowski, and Claire Sinton joining us on the day. We're also pleased to say that we have the following gold sponsors. We have Genova Diagnostics, Optibac, Nutrigold, and Pucka. And I don't want to forget one of our main supporters on the day, the Alliance for Natural Health. I hope you and your loved ones are all keeping safe and well at this extraordinary time in our lives. Bye for now. Bye.